The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Meadow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out meadow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060. Hey there, and welcome to the next episode of the Dental Practice Fixers Podcast. Boy, do we have some great stuff for you during this episode. A really good listener question, some just unbelievable mystery shopper calls, and lots of other fun stuff along the way. So let's get down to it. I'm Dr. Richard Maddo, co-founder of the Maddo Center for Dental Practice Success, along with my brother, Dr. David Maddow, and it's great to be here with you this week on the Dental Practice Fixers. So speaking of the Maddow Center, I just want to let you know, I'm not trying to brag here, but I want to let you know that, that both Dave and I got voted to Dentistry Today's um, Leaders in Dental Consulting for like the 10 millionth year in a row. So that was really quite an honor. I didn't even know about it until somebody posted it on our, um, on our Dental Place Facebook group. That was Dr. David Fine. Thanks for doing that, Dr. Fine. Anyway, it really, it truly is an honor. Um, if you want to know more about what we're doing and how we help practices all across the country, just visit our website, mado.com, M-A-D-O-W.com. You know, I wish instead of just saying that I could have done a humble brag, that maybe would have come off a lot better. <laughs> Do you know what a humble brag is? A humble brag is, I'm not sure I can define it exactly. It's when somebody brags, but they kind of act like they are full of humility at the same time. Like an example would be um, an act actor just wins an Academy Award and they say, oh, it's so annoying. I won another Academy Award. Now I'm going to have to redo my shelf space. And that's you know such a pain in the butt. I think that's an example of a humble brag. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe something like, uh, yeah, we're building this 10,000 square foot house and it's such a pain in the butt getting all these permits. I can't stand it. That's a humble brag. Or you know what it's like to drive a Porsche? The cops are trying to pull you over all the time. It's really horrible. So those are humble brags. I don't know how I can humble brag about the dentistry today thing. Um, actually, I know how I can do it. Um, uh, we just got voted uh, leaders in dental consulting again. And it's so annoying because all these companies that make like wall plaques and office displays keep hounding you with emails trying to get you to purchase these things for your office. And it really is true. It's like, I don't know if it's like a dirty little secret. Um, but when you get voted leader in dental consulting, all of a sudden, I guess they sell the list to these companies. You get a ton of emails asking you to buy these plaques and trophies and wall hangings. And it's, it is kind of a pain in the butt. So that's my humble brag for today. Anyway, let's get on with the show. As they say, we've got a great listener question. I'll just go right to it. It says, Dear Dental Practice Fixers, I opened a practice from scratch around 12 years ago, and things have been going really well. We're very busy and quite profitable. I'm thinking about opening a satellite office around 20 miles from where I currently practice. This will help me to serve a patient population we're not currently reaching. Can you give me any tips? Signed, A. Dentist in New Jersey. What a creative name. You know, usually people will sign like perplexed in Pennsylvania, flustered in Florida. I like that. A dentist in New Jersey <laughs> wants to open up a satellite office. Well, a couple of things. First of all, congratulations on opening a practice from scratch 12 years ago. 
and having what sounds like a great level of success. That's really, really fantastic. So good job on that. Okay, now you're thinking about opening a satellite practice. A couple things. Well, maybe more than a couple things. First of all, I cannot stand that term satellite office. It just, to me, it it connotes inferiority. Like you can't see us in a real office, but we've got this other office that kind of rotates around you know, like a satellite, it kind of just revolves around, it rotates and revolves, it revolves around our main office. And, you know, the equipment there isn't as good. And we've got our second rate staff and our third string dentist and our fourth rate materials. But hey, go to the satellite office, things will be great. I just don't like that term. To me, it sounds like it's your office that you don't care as much about. But that's not even that important. Um, I'm A dentist from New Jersey, I'll just call you ADNJ. I'm going to ask you to really think about why you want to open up a second practice. I mean, are are you up for a new challenge? Do you think it's going to make you more money? Um, Is it closer to your home? I don't know. I've seen people do it for all these reasons. But here's the thing. Um, Now, I know some people listening have achieved success with a multiple practice model, two practices, three practices, six locations, 10 locations. I know some dentists who do really, really well with that. But in general, I've seen more stress and distress come from trying to open up a second office. You know, when you, it's funny, I was just talking to a a dental CPA slash financial planner about this a couple of days ago, because we are both kind of anti the satellite office model. And and here's something that he said that just cracked me up. And it's really true. He said, well, if you want to open up a second office, a lot of people are going to be really happy about that. Like your banker's going to be happy because there's another huge loan they're about to get. Um, Your equipment person, your supply person, they're going to be thrilled. They get to outfit this new office and sell you your chairs and your, um, you know, your radiograph units and your, your supplies and all this stuff. They're going to be thrilled. Your landlord, they're going to love it. They just rented this great space to a dentist who he knows the ideal client, the ideal tenant. I mean, your marketing person is going to love it because you're going to double up your marketing efforts. Everyone's going to love it except you, the dentist, because just think about it. You ever get these ads that say like um, how to instantly lower your overhead? They're usually BS. Sometimes they're not. Actually, if you use stacks, you're going to instantly lower your overhead. But we'll talk about that later. I I like that little segue. We'll talk about that later. Okay, this is how to instantly double your overhead. You want to instantly double your overhead, open a second office without any patients. Now you're going to have, as I just said, you're going to have a a loan probably. You're going to have a lease or you're buying another building. Um, You're going to have to equip it. You're going to have to hire new team members. You just doubled your overhead without one single new patient. Yikes. Why would you ever want to do that? Again, it can work, but Typically, I've seen much greater success with people who expand their current office. And some people say, well, I I can't, you know, I lease my space and there's nowhere to move. I've got a dry cleaners on one side and a pizza shop on the others. And there's just, well, then think about moving your whole office in the same town or the same vicinity where you currently practice. Now, that's a great move. That can be a great move um, if your data supports it. But I think you have a much greater chance of success if you just work, put your eggs in the basket that's already working really well. Work on growing, growing, growing your current practice. Why wouldn't you want to look into hiring associates and more hygienists in your current practice where you've got everything down pat and the community knows the location and you've got your great team in place 
you've got your overhead pretty much covered. You have all these great things taken care of. It's a much surer bet to try to expand that practice. It might mean more marketing. It might mean more community outreach. It might mean a number of things. But you're going to have to do these things if you open up a remote practice anyway. So why not do it in the practice that's already proven to be successful, where you're already known in the community, where you already have much of your overhead covered? So my tip for you, ADNJ, is to really think about why you want to do this, why you want to open up a remote location or satellite practice and think, can I do the same thing? Can I achieve the same goals in my current practice by growing it? And then you'll get to have more time off as well. You know, you open up a second practice. It's not like you can just put these things in a place and not worry about it. It takes your time. It takes your attention. It takes your physical time. You're going to have to be there every now and then. You don't think that you can just ignore this practice because that doesn't work. Um, you're really going to have trouble finding a great manager and a great associate dentist to run this thing without your constant input. So my advice is dance with who brung you, expand your current practice, put all your effort into that. And that will lead to probably a better lifestyle. Whereas I've seen these remote offices lead to a worse lifestyle. I cannot tell you how many dentists I've spoken to who cannot wait to unload their second office. You know, it's kind of like, I guess it's kind of like a boat. I've never owned a boat. They say the two best days in boat ownership are the day you buy it and the day you sell it. I suspect it's the same with the remote practice for many people. It's so exciting to put this thing together, and that's a great day when you cut the ribbon, so to speak. But then the next great day is the day you unload it. And many times that's not a great day because you're unloading it at a loss. And all the time and sweat you put into it, it's a tough one, man. I'm going to say really, really think about why you want to do this. And again, A, Dennis in New Jersey, I don't even know who you are. I know nothing about your practice. I've been seeing your data. I'm speaking in generalities here, but I'm also speaking in my experience of dealing with thousands of dentists across North America. Sure, some people make it happen. Most don't. Most wind up regretting it. So that's my answer to you. And again, I kind of slipped in there things about overhead. If you are a regular listener to the Dental Practice Fixers podcast, you absolutely know that the best way to lower your overhead instantly with like practically no work is to use stacks for your credit card processing because they do not charge an overage percentage, just a low monthly fee. We use stacks at the Matto Center and we lowered our overhead significantly. I hear from dentists all the time who took our recommendation. They switched the stacks they are no longer getting ripped off. I don't care how many people say, oh, I can I can decrease the percentage you're paying by 0.001%. You're going to save this amount of money. With Stacks, it's a low monthly fee for the processing. So go to matto.com slash sales. Low monthly flat fee, I should say, that doesn't change. Go to matto.com slash save, M-A-D-O-W.com slash S-A-V-E. And you can find out what that is all about. Or if you're listening here from Canada, you can find out what it's all about. Way down south, we don't say about, but I know up there in Canada, you guys do. I love our Canadian listeners, by the way. Canadian listeners um, contact me all the time. And if you want to send me an email for any reason about anything, that address is rich, R-I-C-H, at Mado, M-A-D-O-W.com. I love hearing from our friends north of the border as we say down here. Man, I haven't been to Canada since uh, the pandemic hit. So hopefully I'll be getting back up there soon to, to uh, maybe speak at one of your great meetings. So many great dental meetings in Canada. Okay, 
let's move on to, I know the favorite part of a lot of people, because so many people tell me that, your favorite part, the mystery shopper calls. So I was thinking, what should we do the calls about today? And I already said how I don't like the term satellite office. Well, there's another term I don't like that much. And we'll incorporate that into our mystery shopper calls today. I'm not a huge fan of the term cosmetic dentistry. I know it's kind of a late term. I know people like it. I know dentists use it in their marketing um, websites, what you know, whatever. But I kind of think we're all cosmetic dentists. Everything we do should be considered cosmetic dentistry. It's like, do you do cosmetic dentistry? Um, yeah, we do. But if you're looking for something else, there's a, a schlepper down the street who does really ugly dentistry. So if you don't want cosmetic dentistry, go to that office, save a few bucks. I don't know. To me, I feel like when the public thinks of dentistry, they should think of beautiful smiles that look fantastic. So cosmetic dentistry is just a part of dentistry. Does that make sense? I'm not so sure. But in any case, our mystery shopper calls today. I'm looking for a cosmetic dentist. Now, this should be a no-brainer because, first of all, every dentist does cosmetic dentistry. If not, you know, it might be just time to hang it up. But secondly, if somebody calls your office and says, do you do cosmetic dentistry? Wow, that should be a slam dunk. Here's somebody, they're calling your office. Obviously, they want something done to their smile. They're not happy with their smile. Usually, cosmetic dentistry involves some more sophisticated, higher-end work that we'd love, veneers, crowns, maybe whitening, maybe some basic ortho, whatever it is. Cosmetic dental cases are great, and we love our cosmetic dental patients, even though I'm not a huge fan of that term. So this patient should be somebody that you really, really try to get into your office. You know, just let them hang up. So let's go over here to Command Central. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can kind of see me reaching over here towards Command Central. But I know most people just listen to the audio version, and that's fine. Let's try call number one, see what happens. For quality assurance, thank you for calling. Please press one to continue. Now, the old quality assurance trick. Now, I know they're going to be good because the calls are recorded for quality assurance, right? How could they not be perfect? Dentistry, this is Jezra. May I help you? Uh, yeah, do you do cosmetic dentistry there? No, sir. You don't do cosmetic dentistry? No, sir. Like, as far as veneers? Whatever, you know, partials. partials. Okay. Okay. Right. Cause on your, on your um, yellow pages listing, it says cosmetic dentistry, but I guess that was, must've been a mistake. Yeah. So you don't I do veneers? Before no, we don't do veneers. Do we do veneers, Jasmine? Veneers, no. no, no, that was probably before when Dr. was here, sir. Well, they used to, Who's there now? Um, Dr. and Dr. Mm -hmm. So, so what kind of dentistry do you do now? I'm not, I'm not sure I understand. Like if my smile doesn't look right, you, you won't be able to fix that for me? No, sir, because if you need something cosmetic and we're not doing it, I don't think we can adjust that. But this is a family general dentistry, so we will be able to do fillings and things like that, cleanings. Mm -hmm. uh, we offer whitening. But you do whitening out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I see. Okay. Well, great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. What the heck just happened? I love it when they say the call is being recorded for quality assurance. You think, wow, this must be a really well trained office. They review their calls. 
what just happened there? And I'll tell you something. I looked at this office's website. I was so curious because I wasn't even going to include this call in today's podcast because I thought, well, maybe it's not fair. Maybe they don't do any. I mean, I don't know who doesn't do cosmetic dentistry, but maybe this was the rare office that didn't offer anything of that nature. But I looked on their website. It's all over their website. They do cosmetic dentistry. They do veneers. They do all this stuff. I just don't get it. I don't know what happened here. Was that maybe somebody brand new in the office that wasn't properly trained? I don't know. She should have handed this call over to somebody else. And then she asked somebody else. They said, I don't think we do it. I, I don't know. Um, a little a little discombobulation going on in that practice, I would say. And then, of course, no attempt to get my contact info, no attempt to make an appointment, no nothing, as they say. Wow. All right. Let's keep going here. Hi, do you do cosmetic dentistry there? Um, we do. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I wanted my smile to be improved, you do that kind of stuff? Yes, sir. How's it usually done? You would come in for an exam, and we would do um, x-rays, exam, um, and then we would check to see if you needed to go for any ortho. It all depends on what kind of cosmetic um, dentistry you need. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. Wow. I mean, that was just great. Yes, of course we do cosmetic dentistry here. Here's the first step. You come in for an exam. Well, geez, why not actually invite me to come in for an exam and make the appointment? This person knew that they did cosmetic dentistry. She's certainly kind and pleasant. Um, she didn't ask any bogus insurance questions or any BS to kind of you know put things on hold. No, she said, we do cosmetic dentistry here. The first step is to come in and do an exam. So why didn't you offer me an appointment? What just happened? What do you think? I'm like some weirdo calling dental offices just to see if they do cosmetic dentistry and then hanging up? No, I'm a patient. I want what you have to offer. You told me you have it to offer. Then you didn't offer it to me. Wow. Just horrendous. All right. Let's keep moving. One moment. For sure. Oh, instantly on hold. I love that. Nothing like answering the phone with a hold, please. Great way to start a conversation. Now, can you hear that silence? It's just deafening. No on-hold messaging, no on-hold music. I have no idea what's going on. Did they accidentally disconnect me? I don't know. You got to have something going on when you put somebody on hold. Don't put them on hold very often, but if and when you have to, have something going on there. Now, um, I'm going to ask Rory, our fantastic producer of the podcast, to just cut this whole time and go right to when she picks up because I'm looking at my timer. It was two minutes and 19 seconds of hold time, completely unacceptable. I would have hung up by now. Any, any normal human being would have hung up by now, especially with no on hold messaging. So let's go right to when somebody comes back to pick up. This is Reagan. Can I help you? Oh uh, yeah. Do you do cosmetic dentistry there? We do. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much. All right. You're, you're welcome. You have a good day. Oh, you too. Excellent. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You have a good day. You have a good day too now. All that whole time for what? For her to come back on and practically hang up on me? I just don't get it. I just don't get it. What does a person think would be the next step when a person says, do you do cosmetic dentistry? Yes, of course we do. We create beautiful smiles here every day. Let's have you come on in. I mean. Wow. Okay. One more, one more, one more. I, I just can't resist. I guess I'm a glutton for punishment here. Still speaking. Hi, do you do cosmetic dentistry there? 
We do. Great. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. I don't get it. What does she think? I'm like taking a survey here? Just unbelievable. Wow. I think these are some of the worst calls we've ever had because the first one, who knows what the heck was going on in that office? That was just a mess. But then three calls in a row. Yes, we do cosmetic dentistry. Zero attempt. And one of them even said, you know, the next step is to do an exam. Zero, 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 as we say here in Baltimore. Zero attempt to get me in. Just crazy. But hey, that's the way we like it here in the dental practice fixers, right? Just crazy. Keep listening. Maybe next episode, there'll be somebody who does it right. I sure hope so. If you have any questions that you want to um, send to the dental practice fixer, send it to me personally. Send it to Rich, R-I-C-H, at Maddo, M-A-D-O-W.com. Any other questions, you can send to info, I-N-F-O, at Maddo.com. Be sure to check out our website, see some of the ways we help dental practices all across North America. That's Maddo, M-A-D-O-W.com. Once again, I am Dr. Richard Maddo, co-founder of the Matter Center for Dental Practice Success. Thanks for listening or watching The Fixers, and I'll see you soon. Bye.